Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Cutting Edge Outdoor Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. That's right, you heard them right, folks. Sports Radio, 1250 AM, The Fan. That's where we are. Who are we? Well, I'll tell you, we're bushless today. He's up deer hunting, but my good friend, Ron Heidenreich, is with me this morning. I am Tom Neubauer, and of course, Sam Schmitz on the boards, as usual. And we just want to let you know that we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, we are unrehearsed, so sometimes it can get a little stupid and crazy. But if you want to be a part of the show, all you got to do is call us at 414 799 1250. That's 799 1250. Or if you don't want to be on the show live, you can. You can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com, and we'll take your questions or comments, you know, off the air. So, anyway, good morning, Ron. Good morning, Sam. How's everybody? Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, and, uh, well, Ron, I got to admit, you were right. I was wrong again. <laughs> I, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was looking at uh, the email again about possums and opossums, and, yeah, you were right. Uh, if if the audience doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's uh, we got an email from Nick, and Nick says to us that uh, possums, excuse me, opossums are they live in North America, and possums live in Oceania. That's like Australia, New Zealand, and you know down in that part. So uh, they're 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 kind of the same, but they are a little different. 
Why they put an O in front of ours, that's because they're a little bit different, I guess. They could have called them something else, I guess, instead of calling them the same darn thing. But anyway, I wanted to thank Nick for sending us that. And like when, I said, I, Ron, when I looked that up, Tom, they actually, the original spelling started with an A. It was like A-possum. Really? Yeah, that was like in around 1610, some guy in Virginia uh, gave him a name, and uh, <laughs> it's pretty weird, uh, A-possum. <laughs> well, it's weird that, you know, Australia calls it a possum, and we call it an O-possum. Why don't they just give it a different name? I don't you know. know. I mean, I mean that's very confusing. And, of course, who, who says O-possum? Well, you know, there is that British influence down in Australia, so you never yeah. know what the heck they come up when it yeah. comes to language. Yeah, that's true, those crazy Brits. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I got to thank Nick for setting us straight on that. Um, so anyway, that was the only email I had from last week, actually. So now we'll just wait for more emails if they want to come in. But anyway, now, Ron, uh, I wanted to ask you, now, you're an accomplished muskie angler, but also you do a lot of, you know, smallmouth fishing and crappies and, you know, all kinds of fish. How did your season go, do you think? Well, for me, my muskie season was was a struggle. Um, I didn't get to go. I had two trips planned to go to to uh, Ontario, uh, Lake of the Woods, Canada, and both of them did not happen. Yeah, of course, because of the uh, COVID, of course. Yeah, because of the COVID and the crossings. And quite frankly, uh, I was just talking to my uh, my resort owner, and uh, I have serious doubts if it's going to happen next year. Really? Well, the only thing that's going to save us, you know, this. This virus is not going to go away. You know, we can we can mask up, we can shelter in place, we can do all that all till till heck freezes over. Uh, our only our only hope really is that uh, we get some sort of herd uh, immunization and some vaccines that work. Yeah, if these vaccines are good, which it sounds like they are, yeah, then then you know we should be in the clear and it should be okay to go to Canada next year. Right. I just saw in the news this morning that uh, Trudeau and Canada extended their border crossings another 30 days, yeah. and they're going to lock Toronto down for 28 days. That's the largest city in Canada, Toronto. Wow. Wow. They, now, did they have more cases than, than we here in Wisconsin? I don't know about more. I, I do, you know... There's uh, 183 other countries in this world other than the United States that are in the same boat that we are, so... Yeah. You know, there's no nobody's in any better or any worse shape. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and uh, but now so but your smallmouth fishing, you had some great smallmouth trips. Yes, we did. Uh, I, I did not get up to the Bay of Green Bay this year like Bushy did. I'm hoping to next year, but we had some great trips up in uh, in Vilas County, Oneida County, and Sawyer County. Um, I have a you know a lot of people know I have a travel trailer parked on a Chippewa flowage. And uh, the smallmouth fishing there is very good. The only caveat to the fishery on the chip is that the smallmouth tend to be on a smaller side, you know, lots of 12 to 15 inches. Um, yeah. But if you get on the deep, clear lakes, Couture, Grindstone, uh, Round Lake, uh, man, there's some quality smallmouth fishing to be had there. And then, um, and then we usually go over to the Three Lakes chain in Oneida County, and uh, my part, my fishing partner has a travel trailer parked over there, and the fishing over there is great. The the quanti- the quantity and quality is really good. Yeah. You, well, you also had a visitor this year. At oh, your yeah, we trailer. had yeah. we had Boo Boo Bear and and her uh, little one uh, in my uh, porch. Yeah. Tried to uh, scratch down the screening on the porch and, and get in there, and 
Uh, so that was exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's exciting my butt. It scared the crap out of me. <laughs> it was like 3 in the morning. The wife wakes me up. She says, there's something out there, and I'm not hearing anything. And then all of a sudden, I did hear it. And I was like, ooh, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, no, really, that's not. I know, uh, you know, it's funny, you know, when you mentioned the Smallies, when I was up uh, up uh, at Mana, um oh, jeez. Uh, I'm having a brain fart. You were at Manaqua. Manaqua, thank you, thank you. Jeez, I, I almost was going to say Oconomowoc, and it's like, what? No, when I was up in Manaqua, it was a couple of my boys. Um, it was funny, when we were fishing for the walleyes, we couldn't keep the smallmouths off. I mean, it was, I don't, I don't know if everybody realizes how the smallmouth fishery in northern Wisconsin has exploded, you know? Right. It's, it's just awesome. And, you know, we were upset because we were trying to catch walleyes, and these darn smallies were <laughs> kept bothering us. <laughs> yeah, were, you, were you actually on the Monaco chain, though? Uh, well, actually, when we were catching those, that was on Little Arbor Vita. Okay. Because we fished Little Arbor Vita, Big Arbor Vita, uh, Monaco chain, and then we all, well, we caught a lot of smallies on Tomahawk. Yep. We caught the largemouth on Monaco. No, I take that back. We caught the... We caught the largemouth on uh, Kawagasaga. Okay. Uh, my son knew a spot there that was just full of largemouth and northern pike. It was just full of a mostly largemouth. Now, but, is, uh, is this the last year of the um, uh, where you can't even target walleyes on the Monaco chain, or is that still going on in the future? Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I hope they they let us know. Um, you know, sometime before the season opens, you know, for walleyes. Uh, but I, I don't know for that. I don't know for sure. And, you know, we were talking to some people up there, and uh, this one couple who was staying next door to us, the guy said, well, he's been up, they've been up there, every, you know, a lot, all summer long, all right? They, they own a place there. And he said that him and his wife had caught over 300 walleyes while fishing for other fish. And so there, he sees that he see, he says it seems like there's plenty of walleyes. Okay, so maybe it is coming back. You know, right? Well, hopefully it is. It's got to be. Uh, it has to be hard on the resorts and even the bait shop owners to to not be able to to uh, accommodate and sell products that uh, help people catch walleyes. Yeah, there was uh, one shop in Monaco we stopped in. Um, I got a cat uh, last year and and. Well, last year and then the year before, I can't remember the name of the shop, but my goodness, was it stocked with all types of hard baits, plastic baits—you you name it—they they had it. I mean, I was I was really impressed, you know, really impressed that anything you wanted, they had it. You know, it was amazing. Wow. Yes, and and what was really weird was there were two two bait and tackle shops next door to each other, within a half a block of each other. Wow. Now, how the heck did that happen? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one. I, I couldn't understand that. Maybe they got enough business for them both next to each other. I don't know. But uh, but I'll tell you one thing. The night crawlers were not cheap. No? No. We took our own up this past year. The year before, we bought them up there. No, they yeah. were not cheap. Well, this <laughs> last year, you know, there was that night crawler shortage. Okay. And I bought them down here. And... Uh, because, you know, Sherpers sells live bait. Right. And uh, so I made a put in an order for a bunch of night crawlers from our supplier. Yeah. Now, th- this fall, I mean, this winter, uh, Sherpers is only going to have 
uh, wax worms. Okay. So, so they'll those, at least have those. No spikes or mossies, huh? I don't think so. They didn't have them last year, so I don't know if they're going to get those this year. So, But I know they'll have the wax worms for sure. They'll have that, okay. which is important. And, and of course, you know, last, last week I mentioned, or the last two weeks I mentioned how Sherpers had a lot of a certain type of ammunition. Yep. Oh, boy, that was gone. You know, like that two two three ammunition, right out the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they still have a lot of five five six. Wow. And and some shotgun shells. But you know what else is hard? I guess people are saying it's hard to find are shotgun slugs. Really? Yeah. I mean, the guy, that's what some guys told me, and I thought slugs are hard to find. Come on, you got to be kidding. I mean, we didn't have any slugs. We had other types of shotgun ammo, but we just didn't have slugs, you know. And, well, the way uh, things are going in this country right now, uh, there's an awful lot of people that are stocking up. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm kind of guessing, too, though, that the, the slugs are, you know, a lot of people were looking for them for, you know, of course, opening a deer season, gun deer season starting today. And I would imagine, Ron, that half of our normal listeners are not listening. Right. <laughs> you know, half of them are up in the woods somewhere, I think. Um, but now, now you don't deer hunt anymore, right? I don't any longer. I, I don't think I've been in the woods since around 1998. Yeah, um, I. But but I'll tell you one thing. I'm yeah. I'm really glad that right now I'm not out there stumbling and bumbling around in the dark trying to find my tree stand. That's I'm I'm glad I'm uh, here at home and uh, <laughs> nice and warm and toasty and not getting sweated up and stumbling around. Yeah, you know, same here. Not only that, but you know, years ago when I hunted, we never worried about stuff in the woods. You know. Mm-hmm. Now you got to worry about wolves. Sure, you know you got to worry about that now. And uh, um, you, you know the wolves are delisted, right? You read that? Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, and supposedly the DNR was going to have um, a season in January, but what happened was uh, now this comes from the Wisconsin Outdoor News that. Somebody is calling the shots, not the people who actually normally do that stuff, you know, uh, that would, let's say, start a season, you know, get, you know, buy a, uh, go into a lottery to get a tag and whatever. But somebody higher up is holding it back. Wow. Yeah, somebody higher up is holding it back. And there is no transparency as far as who is doing it. And the person who normally does it can't say anything, of yeah. course, because they'd probably get fired. But trust me, when the uh, when the new administration is installed, uh, the wolves will be listed again. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But we're, we're hoping we're hoping that they can get a hunt in soon. And I'm hoping that they they you know give a thousand tags, you know, because <laughs> well you know they'll never kill a thousand of them. Right. You know, but if they can get seven or eight hundred, that'd be nice. You know. Yeah, I, I would almost think I. I Danny maybe would know this, but I, I would almost think the success rate was probably around 10% uh, when they had a couple yeah. of hunts a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, when they did have the hunts, it was about 240, 50, something like that they actually shot. Okay. And I wish it would have been a lot more. You know, we could use that. So, But I'll tell you one other thing we can use, Ron. What's that? We can use a break right now. Okay. <laughs> we got to go to a quick break, and uh, when we come back, let's uh, you know, oh, you got to tell you about a Wisconsinite who did really good in uh, bass fishing. Oh. Got to tell you about that when we come back. All right. Sounds good. 
All right, folks, we'll be right back right here on Sports Radio 1250 AM. He's Ron Heidenreich. I'm Tom Neubauer. Stay tuned for more on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to 1250 on the AM dial, WSSP, the fan. That's right, Ron. Uh, no more FM. No more FM. Uh-uh. So, okay, <clears throat> let me give you a little background. When I was fishing in the BASS affiliate clubs, yep. that's basically almost every state in the union, not everyone, but most of them, had BASS affiliate clubs. Okay. And you would fish in the club, and if you did good in the club, you went to a state tournament. And if you went to the state tournament and did good, you went to the uh, regional national tournament, which there were, I think there were five of them. And if you did good there, then you went, if, if you won it, I should say, if you won it, you got to go to the Bassmaster Classic. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I, I did everything but go to the Bassmaster Classic. <laughs> I, did, I did good all the way good up until that last one, you know, and then I... Up at Gull Lake in Minnesota, I think I came in 22nd or something like that. Yep. But anyway, uh, a Wisconsin native, his name is Pat Schlapper or Schlaper. Okay. He, 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 you know, did good all the way up, went to the national ch- tournament for BASS affiliates, and, you know, fished against a whole bunch of other guys, and he won it on Pickwick Lake. Uh, that's down in, what, what is that? Is that one of the Carolina? No, not Carolina. Uh, Pickwick, I think that's in Kentucky or Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Kentucky or Tennessee. And he caught it catching smallies like he does back home, they said. You know, so so then by winning that, he got a berth in the Bassmaster Classic. Okay. So good for him, you know? Yeah. Good for him. Wow. I wish I, wish I had his phone number. We'd call him and find out you know what you know how everything went but anyway so since this master classic huh? isn't until like february or march correct well that's the bass master classic yeah but yeah. this was the qualifier to go to it you know for for all these guys around the country who uh you know i think they took the top three from every region or something like that okay so you know, it's not you know. I mean, it's all from these bass clubs, you know. Right. And uh, and I mean, there's a lot right here in Wisconsin, and every and most other states there is. So, you know, if you do well and you work your way up, you you can actually get to the Bassmaster Classic. But boy, I'll tell you what, you gotta you gotta not just be good, you gotta be lucky too, you know. So. Yeah. You bet. So he did it. Yeah, he did it. Now, on the more on the humorous side, Ron. Yeah. The DNR sent out a memo for safe hunting, okay? Wanted to tell the hunters how to be safe during this COVID virus. Their first, they had three recommendations. Number one, wear a mask. I saw that. Yeah, now how many guys you think are sitting up in a tree wearing a mask right now? Yeah, you. I, I, I got to take that a little bit further. Just, just before the show, I jumped on the Facebook page, and, and uh, a person that is uh, that I follow is out hunting on public land right now, 
And he just says that, uh, you know, the, the joys of hunting on public land, he had a guy come in and sit 40 feet away from him after this person shined a light on him to let him know that he was there. Oh, Jesus. Like, yeah, well, maybe he should wear a mask because he's 40 feet away from somebody on public property. <laughs> well, that comes to the second one. Stay six feet away, they say. Yeah. Well, yeah, generally you want to stay six feet away from uh, other hunters. You know, 40 feet is still too close, but yeah. Stay six feet away. Yeah, well, that's kind of like a no-brainer, you know. (laughs) And the third one, avoid crowds. Again, yeah, you want to stay away from crowds and other people. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't know what the DNR was thinking. Maybe, you know, because there's no stations now to to register your deer. Correct. You do that online, so there's no crowds to go to there. You know, maybe they were talking after the deer hunt. I don't know. You know, when you go to you know, the local I think pub. these, these uh, agencies and politicians alike are under so much pressure to m- at least make it look like they're trying to do something, even though what they're doing is useless. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unfortunately, we, the, the citizens, are the ones that uh, uh, pay the price for their stupid decisions, but they're trying to look like they're doing something so they get reelected. Yeah, and I, I just it, it's just funny. Like I said, I think I think these the three recommendations – we're for after the hunt when you go to the local bar, you know. I mean, otherwise, it's 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 silly. You know, every one of them is silly because a hunter does just the opposite of whatever they said. They'll they won't sure. do those things. You know, I mean, my goodness. Yeah, pro- probably another thing is they're going to want you to to hunt closer to home so you don't have to travel. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's funny. You know, like when my brothers and I would used to go hunting many, many, many years ago. Um. You know, we traveled a ways, but it was just us and in a motel, and and it's like we didn't really see other people except at the deer registration, you know? Yeah. That was yeah. about it. You know, you didn't, I mean, out in the woods where we hunted, we didn't see anybody else but us, you know? Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But, yeah, they. I don't know. You know, the people up in northern Wisconsin, Ron, they, they don't like people from Milwaukee traveling up there. <laughs> Not particularly, but they like our money. Oh, yeah, but they don't, you know, it's like uh, when I was talking, I don't want to say who, but I'm talking to some people that they were thinking like, hey, you people, you stay down there where the virus is heavy. You know, you go up to, you know, Oneida and Vilas and all those counties north of there. I mean, what do they got, 20 cases each or something like that? I mean, it's very low. Yeah, it's not a lot, no. No, it's not much. So and they want everybody from down here to stay down here. Don't come up here now. <laughs> we could just mail the money up. They'd be happy with that. Yeah, and you know, it amazes me, uh, the lakes in northern Wisconsin, the big, beautiful homes that are on them. Oh, yeah. Some people got lots of money. I'll tell you. They're, be- I mean, good for them, you know. You uh, think they're paying they- our Social Security. The I mean- area of the state that I primarily fish, which is the Sawyer County area, you wouldn't believe the, the homes... Um, that are owned by people from Minnesota. Oh, really? It's incredible. I mean, you know, the Vilas and Ida County get a lot of Illinois people owning homes, but, you know, Couture, Grindstone, Round, uh, what little development there is on a chip off flowage, most of them people are from Minnesota. Wow. You know, like they don't have enough lakes of their own? Well, <laughs> that that may be one of the things that they're trying to get away from the, the populace, but, you know, my, my area is only three hours away from Minneapolis. Yeah, right. 
So, you know, that's an, I, I wish I had a three-hour drive. Yeah, really. I know my friend, the no-name bookie, you know, they bought a cottage, and that's about a two-hour and 15-minute drive from their house. It's just a little north of uh, the, uh, oh, what's that uh, water resort place in the middle of the states? I can't remember. Well, I think he's near the Dells, isn't he? Yes, thank you. Boy, am I having, I'll tell you what, this early in the morning, sitting down in my basement, I'm telling you, I'm getting brain fart after brain fart this morning. You need some stronger coffee. I, well, I don't drink that anymore, you know. Oh, don't you? Oh, no, after my operation, you know, I used to be a heavy coffee drinker. Oh, right, man, right. I drink a pot a day. Summer, winter, it didn't matter. After my operation, I couldn't stand the smell of it. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't even, I used to love the smell of it. Now I don't care for it. I can stand it now, but I just, I don't care for it. I don't drink it. You know, I don't like smelling. I gave away, we had a whole bunch of coffee. I gave it to my sons, you know, gave it away. But one thing I do like is tea. Okay. And I never really was a tea guy before. Well, there's caffeine in tea, so just yeah. some, some uh, strong tea. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe, uh, maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe uh, in the next break I'll run upstairs and grab myself some uh, hot water and make a tea. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. But I'll tell you, um, Bushy, I don't know, if Bushy said he, if he was going to try to call us if he did good early in the morning. Sure. Yeah, he said he'd try to give a call, and uh, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, my son Nick said the same thing too. If okay. he does good, he'd call us. If he does good early, you know. So he's up in like what is it, Marquette County or something? Yeah, I think it's Marquette. Yeah, we're by uh, Montello area. Okay, isn't that where Marquette County is? I believe so. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo Lake, Lake and all that. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, his father-in-law has some land there that is just awesome for deer hunting. Just awesome. Wow. So and and that is a that's a county where they get a lot of deer. A lot of deer are registered from there. Are they trying to manage it for quality uh, quality yes. deer? Yes, yes. You know, like a lot of people, they'll say, you know, when it comes to a buck, it's got to be outside the ears and so many points. And uh, when it comes to doe, only so many doe a year in the group. You know, so yeah, they're they're managing it to make okay. sure that it's a quality hunt. Yeah. I mean, my son Nick has got two doe in the freezer already, and he was hoping to get a doe during bow hunting the last, uh, you know, Thursday and Friday, and right. then get get uh, a hopefully a buck gun hunting uh, today or tomorrow. I, I told him, I said, "Man, you're going to need another freezer. <laughs> you're getting all these animals in there. Jeez, that's that's a lot of eating of venison, Billy. I'll tell you." Um, yeah, well, he does. He eats a lot of it. He likes it. You know, he enjoys it. There was a, a year back. I'm trying to think. It was probably around 1990 or so. Uh, my wife shot a doe with a bow, and I had a buck uh, with a bow and, and a buck with the gun. And so we had three in the freezer, and there was three of us eating it. And I'll tell you what, I was sick of it by the end of that. That, uh, <laughs> that uh, yeah, that was just too darn much. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Well, listen, we got to go to a break. Coming up next is uh, the gut report and after the gut report at after the 645 break we got the hornschwaggle now you got a pretty good chance of winning folks because ron did the questions and hopefully he didn't make them too hard so we got a lot of stuff and we will be playing the nfl football picking contest after the 715 break so we got a lot of stuff coming up folks so stay tuned 
And right now, uh, coming up after this break, like I said, we got the gut report. So get your pencils ready. We'll be right back with more with Ron, Tom, Sam, right here on Sports Radio 1250 AM, The Fan. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, folks, I got, you know, this one, you, you might have to go to our website to download, you know, the podcast to, to get, get it all. There's a few ingredients in this, but I'm, this is something that I think you're really going to like. Everybody's heard of crab cakes. How about fish cakes? Two egg yolks, two cups of uh, cooked fish flaked, two cups of mashed potatoes, two tablespoons of minced onion, a half a teaspoon of nutmeg, salt and pepper to taste, and, if you like it, a dash of hot sauce. Now, what you do is, in a medium-sized bowl, beat the eggs until smooth and then fold in everything else, and then uh, get some melted butter, four tablespoons of butter in a pan rolling, and then take that mixture, form them into, you know, fish cakes, you know, like crab cakes, form them into that, and then put them in the cornmeal or breadcrumbs, you know, and then fry them until golden brown. I'll tell you what, it's a great way to use, like, leftover fish, but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't wait for leftover fish. I don't go out and get some fish where they get them on one of the natural lakes, or if you go to the store and then make some of these fish cakes from scratch. You can go to our podcast and find out this whole recipe. You can listen to it again. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. That's in its 60th year of business. And it's a long time for a local liquor store to be in business that own. And they're family-owned. There's a reason they've been in business that long. Price, service, and selection. So go to DiscountLiquorInc.com for weekly specials. Welcome back, everybody. This is Sports Radio 1250 AM, The Fan. Yeah, and you know, Ron, guess who we got on the line? I uh, I bet you it's somebody in the North Woods we, sitting in a tree or on the Yeah, we got the line. Bushmaster on the line. Good morning, Danny. Hey, good morning. How's my reception? Coming through loud and clear? Yeah, you're sounding doing good. nice and crystal clear. All right, you guys are sounding great this morning as well, so good job. Uh, thanks for covering while I'm gone. I'll be back next Saturday, so this will... Probably be the last time I'll be gone for for half a year anyway, I'm okay. guessing. But, uh, yeah, it's opening day, and uh, I haven't done opening day in a number of years. I've normally been coming up uh, the Sunday or Saturday after the show. But I figured I'd get up here and do an opening day uh, sitting. Uh, opening uh, shooting's going to be starting, oh, geez, within minutes now. I think 6.36 is the time here. Uh, it's always interesting. You're always sitting waiting to hear that first shot of the season. Sometimes, guys, it comes surprisingly early. <laughs> like, you're thinking, how could anybody see anything? But uh, no shots yet. I'm sitting, I'm watching a field. I was going to walk into a uh, stand I got in the marsh, but I kind of decided not to. I'm going to save that for another day. Plus, it's 18 degrees. Oh, so my thought, goodness. So that marsh, I normally got to wade through some water. And, you know, I'm thinking that might be slippery with some ice. I'm getting a little bit old. I don't want to break an ankle, so... Uh, I think I'll maybe just uh, ease my way in there, not in the dark, but maybe in the maybe for tonight I'll sit there. But 
Got a lot of deer running around up here. I dropped uh, Stephen up off at the draw where he shot a big eight-pointer. My buddy Scott's son, he shot a big eight-pointer with the crossbow already up there. Always deer running there. Uh, I helped the uh, guy who owns the farm, Ron Schmitz, I helped him build a big stand, and that's set up in the middle of another field. So a couple other guys are in pop-up blinds. So I'm expecting should be a lot of deer, a lot of bucks running around this year. Uh, weather's, you know, even though it's cold, uh, there's no wind. It's like zero wind today, which I'd rather, I don't know about you guys, but I'd rather have a 20-degree temp and sun with zero wind than 40 degrees, rainy and damp with howling wind, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, you're going right. to be hunting tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I'll be up. Uh, I got the whole week off. Yeah, because so, uh, they, uh, they said that there's a chance of rain tomorrow. Yeah, I think up here it might miss us. I'll have to double double check. Uh, I had I talked to Stephen up here. He checked the forecast, and he said it uh, looked like maybe some snow on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see. You just got to kind of go with the, with the conditions, but... Um, yeah, a lot of deer running around. In fact, I, I'm always nervous driving out here on these country windy roads because there's always deer running out. And sure enough, we're driving out, and Stephen said, watch out, there's a buck. And it's standing right alongside the road, and and I slowed down. Fortunately, it didn't come bolting out in front of me, and then I saw a couple does come running across. So should be some early movement, but I'm guessing overall with the weather decent in the state, I'm anticipating a pretty good uh, opening weekend harvest. They always get those totals from the DNR. Um, the other thing I forgot to mention on the previous week's show, did you hear about the deer that apparently got tangled up buck in a volleyball net by Pewaukee? No. I saw that on, on, uh, on the Internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I had talked to several, several people, and they said that uh, the story I got now, again, I, I never called our buddy Warden Marcus or any of the DNR guys, but apparently a buck was uh, got, uh, and this was back, you know, maybe late October, mid-October. It was a while ago, but it got tangled up in the volleyball net, and then it was exhausted, and I guess I think the DNR came and, and helped release it was the story I heard, but then it was so uh, so disoriented it ran into Pewaukee Lake and drowned. Oh, right. geez. That's yep. Yeah, so that's huh. kind, of, kind of the story. And, I know they can get tangled up in things. I guess the moral of the story is take your volleyball net down at the end end of end of the summer. Uh, save a deer. There's another guy that I'm hunting up here with showed me a picture yesterday. His son shot a buck with the uh, bow, and it had a cable uh, on one antler, and uh, he looked at or a cable or some kind of a leash, and he looked at it, and he figured it was some kind of a, dog leash or some something that had been attract, attached to a tree and he, he speculated that the deer was rubbing the tree and got the got the uh, thing tangled up in its antler so well uh, i with, saw one on the internet uh where a moose got tangled up in a swing set oh and, i saw that one too yeah it ended up tearing up that swing set pretty good <laughs> yeah i i i i don't think i'd want to be on the release committee to release that one no not at all <laughs> uh-huh. leave leave that leave that moose alone so anyway uh hopefully i can shoot i already got one nice deer with the crossbow so i'm happy enough but uh if the lord blesses me with another deer i'll have even more venison to give away even though i know you're not eating any more of that uh venison uh maybe ron will take some from me you never know so all right well danny good luck to you this weekend all right guys we'll talk to you next week all right see you next week buddy Bye. bye
Well, he's, uh, I, you know, Ron, I was kind of surprised he sounded like he was talking quite, quite loud. Yeah, yeah, well, it, he's, he's on the edge of a field, and, uh, you know, today's, it's one of them days, too, where, you know, you can try to be quiet, but once the activity starts, then there's some shooting going on, there's, you know, there's no holds barred, they're just running. Yeah, you know, it, and I was thinking, too, before I called you, you know, I was thinking about muskie fishing, you know, to ask you about your muskie season and that. And one thing I've always learned, and maybe I, 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 I hope you agree with me, is that you don't have to get up early to catch a muskie. Generally not. Um, uh-huh. there, there's like they're, one, they're not one early little thing that seems to be a pattern on it, for, and this is a weird pattern, on a chip off flowage, which is, is dark, heavy stained water, the periods, uh, the, and we do generally do a lot of night fishing on a chip, when we have a full moon period and that moon is bright and there's no clouds in the sky and you could darn near read a book in a boat, the fishing just generally is tough. Um, really? th- those aren't your better nights. But on the flip side of that, that next morning early can be really good. Really? Yeah, yeah. For some reason they just, um, and you wouldn't think on a dark stained, you know, coffee-colored water that the, the moon would affect them, but they don't like the moon at night. But that, that full moon phase is pretty darn good early in the morning for that, you know, three, four days that you have the uh, leading up to and, and ending the full moon period. Wow. And you'll chuck a topwater for that, right? I generally do. I, I'm, I've got, I do have some tunnel vision, I'll admit that. I like to fish with topwater baits. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you got your questions planned for the Hornschwaggle, right? I do. All right. Well, and the Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market who, by the way, signed up to be with us another six months. And, uh, you know, we thank uh, Paul over at Carl's Country Market for doing that. He says uh, the the gift certificates that we've been giving out for the Hornschwaggle, for the winners, he says, that's been doing really good. So uh, he's happy with the way things are going. And uh, just let people know, Carl's Country Market is in Menominee Falls on the corner of uh, Pilgrim and Silver Spring. So if you get a chance, stop on out. They got some great sausages and meats there, and they got a lot of other things too. But anyway, coming up next, folks, is the Hornschwaggle. And if you want to be a contestant and possibly win a ten dollar gift certificate to Carl's Country Market, you got to call seven nine nine twelve fifty. That's four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Call now. Be the contestant. We'll be right back with more. Back everybody, you listen to Sports Radio 1250 AM, the fan. And uh, now I believe we're going to have the horse Hornschwaggle contest coming up. That's right. Who do we got on the line there, Sam? Today we got Paul in New Berlin. All right. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning. You know morning, how this Paul. works, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Ron is going to give you those uh, statements. So, so you know how this works, away. Paul. Yeah, it's real easy, right? It's, well, I hope so. it, I'm hoping they're easy enough. Well, we're going to make sure that you're a winner. All right, thanks. Okay, so recently there was a picture of a nearly all-white deer posted on social media and local television. So that being said, if there is any brown on a, on a deer that's white, it is not, therefore, an albino, and it is not protected. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? No hornschwaggle? That's correct. That's right. All right. That's one. That weighs a, a good chunk of uh, Carl's uh, Country Market meat. Okay. <laughs> Here's number two. At one time, 
the deer gun season coincided with the bear gun hunting season. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. Correct. Wow. Well, you're a winner already. All you had to do is win two out of three. How about that? I got, I got, uh, I'm trying to think back. It, it's got to be 20 years ago now that, uh, that they separated the two seasons, but for, for a long time, uh, probably back when they, when you could wear red and white plaid out in the woods, the gun season for bears and deer was the same time. Yeah, let's see if Paul can go three out of three. Okay. With the deer gun season underway, it would not be a good idea to shoot a red nosed reindeer. <laughs> Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle? You said not. It would it would be a good idea to not shoot one. You're correct. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's no Hornswoggle. Very good, Paul. Congratulations. I, I saw in my yard the first time ever last week, run through the yard. It was a black squirrel. Oh, yeah? Wow. What part of, what part of the area do you live in? New Berlin, uh, by New Berlin? the golf course. Yeah, Ber- there's not many black squirrels down here, you know. No. no. I, guess, I guess there's white squirrels somewhere, too, in Waukesha. Oh, is that right? Well, maybe if somebody gets one, they'll let us know, all right? All right, thanks. Like the show. All right, thanks, Paul. You bet. Okay, bye now. And, uh, oh, and Paul, stay on the line. you got to give your information to Sam. Right. There we go. Um, and that, and by the way, the Hornschwagel was brought to you by Carl's Country Market. And uh, they also, not just deer processing, but they also process bear as well. So they do it both. And as a matter of fact, Paul told me that this is uh, the busiest time of the year for them. I believe it. Uh, they got a I lot of deer. I last week one day, and I picked up yeah. a, a chunk of their, uh, their award-winning summer sausages. They have about... I don't think I'm exaggerating. There's got to be close to 10 different summer sausages in that one counter, but oh, I, I like the yeah. award-winning one. And, man, yeah. there's very little fat in there. You know, you cut that, and it's red, and it's not all filled up with fillers. It is it is really good stuff. Which one was that one? Uh, the award-winning. Okay. They, they got, you know, they have a Hungarian one, and they got a pepper one, and they got a... Probably a garlic one, and you yeah, know, they got a bunch of different ones. They have a and bunch of different ones, but really that they one it's, they got a label on it that says the award-winning summer sausage, oh, okay. and it is, in my opinion, it's really good. And you know, if a person goes in there, if they've never, if you've never been in there, folks, what you got to do is you got to look around, look up around the walls, around the whole store. There are plaques from all these sausage awards that they took first place in. From what I understand. Every competition that they took part in, they won first place prize. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good stuff it, out there. It, it's amazing. Yeah, it really is amazing. Hey, you know, it sounds like a, we're promoting because they are a sponsor, but they are very yeah. good. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Hey, i got to tell you something, Ron. This is weird. Do you remember um, a number of years back when uh, Experian had their uh, services uh, uh, hacked and people's information got out? That's yes. That, you know, you know Experian, yeah, okay. And there was that class action lawsuit against them. Okay. I got a check in the mail. Wow. For like $20 in some cents. Holy cow, that's better than free. Yeah, I mean, it's like, but it's a little check. It's, it's like the size of a postcard or half a postcard. 
Wow. My my wife is wondering if it's if it's real or not, if it's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And because uh, on the back side of the check was my name and address where they mailed it to, and it was folded over, you know, so that people couldn't see that it was a check in that. But but I told my wife, I says, you know, when you take a check into the bank, you got to sign it, and you got to put your account number. You know, just in case the check bounces, they're going to take it out of your account. Right. And I said, and then she says, well, doesn't that company get that check? And I said, well, I don't think they mail checks back anymore. But maybe if they wanted it, they could get it. She says, I don't know if that that's kosher or not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm asking the audience. Oh, excuse me. I got the hiccups. I'm asking the audience, did you get a check? For the settlement with Experian, it was from the Hernandez Settlement Administrator. That's a law firm. Yeah, um, this is the first I've heard about the settlement. Yeah, so if if anybody else got a check, a, a, like half the size of a postcard, give us a call at 799-1250. I'm really interested to know if this is bogus or if this is real or not, you know. It sounds kind of hokey to me, Tom. I'm not sure. It'll be interesting when you go to the bank with it. Well, you know, the thing is, is I normally checks are bigger, you know? Right. This is small. <laughs> I mean, literally small. Like I said, half the size of a postcard. Wow. So I I don't know if I should even take it to the bank, you know? Right. I don't know. I could ask them, I guess. You know, you know go if, in if, and if ask. it is fraudulent, you got to wonder whether if you attempted to deposit it and it bounces, if they somehow... Would get, get some my account number information on you. Yeah, and I don't want them to get that. No. So it's something like, like I said, maybe one of our listeners has got one of these two and checked into it. And uh, I, I kind of, I mean, I went on their website and all that stuff, and it, it sounds like it's legit. But then again, anybody can put stuff on a website, you know? Right. You can put anything on there. So I don't know, Ron. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But uh, if I if if it is good, I'm going to take that twenty dollars and buy some uh, beef jerky. There you so, go. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do with it. So I, I was looking around on the, on the uh, uh, internet the other day, and uh, I seen there was a study that was just just completed, and it was a, a, a um, it was coordinated between the DNR and the Marshfield Clinic in Wisconsin. Yeah. And this was interesting. They said they were they were they were studying. Um, uh, hunting accidents, the, the causes of, of hunting accidents. And falling from a tree stand has now replaced firearms accidents during the deer gun season. Really? Yes, it has. It's, uh, there's 84%, uh, 84, yes, excuse me, 84% of the accidents uh, are contributed to firearms, but there's, and from falling out of the tree during the firearm season, excuse me, and 91% of the accidents are falling out of a tree during the archery season. Wow. Now, so, uh, you know, these it, guys that are either shooting at uh, at, at uh, what they don't know they're shooting at or, or shooting themselves in the foot or the arm when they're yeah. loading and unloading a rifle has uh, fallen behind the tree stand accidents. Now, have, did you ever know somebody who fell out of a tree? I actually witnessed a guy fall out of a tree. Uh, this was back all around 1990. We were sitting really? on a tree stand in Buffalo County. That's where I was hunting uh, along the Mississippi River. And he was he was putting up a wooden tree stand that he had made. 
and he got the uh, I was up in a tree with him standing on a limb and he, he had just hung the stand and he got on the stand and he like normal a lot of people would would kind of jump on a stand you know just kind of yeah. exert some weight onto it and the stand broke oh and he fell about 15 feet and uh, to this day I can see it it, it was like it was in slow motion Wow. And, um, he fell and, and landed feet first because he just went straight down, and um, he ended up pulverizing his heels. Oh, And uh, we ended up, I, I had my ATV, I had a four-wheeler at that time, and I had to, you know, come back in the woods and, and get him with the ATV, and, and his son uh, helped me, and we had to load him on the back of the ATV and take him to the hospital. He had wow. four surgeries. I mean, he, he pulverized his heels, and uh, to this day... Uh, you know he's got problems with his heels, arthritis, and yeah, that. Well, I I know a a, a former uh, an old well an or, old friend of mine that I haven't seen in years, Eric Catlin. Yep. He fell out of a tree. Uh, I didn't see it, but he fell out of a tree, bow hunting, and uh, eh, he screwed up his back a little bit. Not not real terrible. It could have been a lot worse, but. But I'll tell you what, what would be a lot worse is, is if we missed our top-of-the-hour break. So we we better do that right now. And, Sam, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, do us a favor and please call a guy by the name of Tilky on, at Smokey's on the Bay. We'd like to ask him about the fishing up on the Bay of Green Bay right now. So we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Second hour coming up. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Cutting Edge Outdoors Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back, buddy. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Ron Heidenreich is filling in today for Bushy, and we do appreciate him coming in. Well, actually, he's still at home, like I am. Uh, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. So sometimes you never know what's going to happen. But if you want to be part of the show, all you got to do is call us at 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Well, second hour, Ron, what do you think? Well, I'll tell you what, Tom. Uh, this is the longest I've been on the telephone in 49 years. <laughs> I know. I've been doing this every week since, well, since March, was it? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Good grief. I, know, I haven't is... talked to anybody this long since I was dating my wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is, uh, it's different, you know. Now, we were told that we we should be able to come back to the station in January don't but hold if your this breath. virus keeps going like it is, I doubt if they're going to let us back in in January. Don't hold your breath. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to. Definitely not going to. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, uh, you know, there was some. I was going. Oh, I just want to remind everybody that out at Dave's Turf and Marine, 
they're still doing winterizing, and they have boat storage available. So, you know, Dave's Turf and Marine, just, just Google Dave's Turf and Marine or go to davesturf.net, and uh, you'll, you'll find all the information. So, Tom, um, did, you see, uh, did you see on television a couple of weeks ago of, uh, of uh, somebody got on a trail camera uh, a bear sow and two cubs walking around in the Kewaskum area? No. Yes. No, I didn't. Yeah, we're being invaded in southern Wisconsin. You know, the, uh, a while ago there was a, a picture of a bear uh, in kind of salt central Wisconsin, you know, getting down in that, that uh, Oshkosh yeah. uh, plain field area in, in yeah. southern middle. But this was uh, on television, and uh, the, the, it was a motion picture of a, a sow and two cubs in the Kewaskum area. Wow. So well, with you that know being the... said... There was uh, about three days ago. There was a picture up on the social media of a bear in the town of Aaron. Really? Yeah. Now that's like you know, maybe twelve miles far. away from me. You know, down here in the town of Aaron. So yeah. I, I don't know what's bringing these animals further and further south. If it's you know, overpopulation, or if they're just getting confused, or, or what? Well, you know, uh, wolves have been coming further south too. Uh, the one was hit on the road. Was it out by Oconomowoc? Was it? Um, it was, or was it, was it was near here, though, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, this year, there was one last year, but there was also one this year just a few months back. Uh, and the other one was, back. uh, uh, huh? there was a, a bull elk that was caught on a trail cam. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that was south of here, yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, Richfield is, you know, eight miles away from, from where I live. yeah. Uh, it apparently it, it, it was a transmitted one. It had a transmitter tag on it, and it was from the uh, Black River Falls planting, where they where they you know planted and, and put a bunch of elk in the Black River Falls area. So that elk was oh gosh, uh, that was a well, long ways away from home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I did. I remember reading about that. It seems like a lot of those wild animals are getting further south here. You yeah. know. Oh, and did I? I don't know if I told you. Um, well, you know where I live, okay? Right. And one night this summer, I had the windows open, you know. It was a nice night to have the windows open for sleeping. And at about 3 o'clock in the morning, I was woken up by a pack of coyotes. I don't know if they killed a rabbit or what the heck, but they were yipping and yapping like crazy. And I thought, what the heck, you know. I mean, it really startled me, and it jumped out of bed. And I kind of figured they were coming from across the road, so I ran to the, well, I went to the front door, and I looked out the window to see if I could see anything. But by then, they had stopped their yipping and yapping, you know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, when a pack of them start going goofy like that, my goodness, they're loud. Well, you got the the, uh, the parkway that's uh, not too far yeah, from your home. Yeah, the River Parkway is fairly close, yeah. So I'm sure there's some in there. I know there's deer in there, too, because, uh, you know, one time, there was a deer, saw a deer walking in the school across the street, and it was walking in the parking lot in the middle of summer, and it's like, oh, boy, that baby's lost. <laughs> <laughs> that, she was lost for good, big time. But, uh, yeah, it's funny that all these animals are coming south like this. That, that is weird. You know, yeah. I, uh, I had uh, Sam to try to call uh, Tilky at Smokey's on the Bay yep. to find out uh, about, you know, I mean, I know muskie fishing is decent this time of the year. Smallmouth fishing is still good. Um, you know, Dave Olson, our new advertising manager, 
he guides for all three of those, and he said the smallmouth fishing was good. And he said, they're walleye fishing. You know, this is a good time of year for, for walleyes up there. And uh, I talked to some, you know, last week I was talking about a friend of mine had been on the Fox River, and uh, a lot of boats in the Fox River, he said. But that was on a beautiful, sunny, 70-degree su- uh, Sunday, you know. Right. So, of course, there would be. Let that, let that temperature get down to 40 degrees, and you won't find so many boats in the river. We have a customer at the shop that uh, that likes to go up to the Sturgeon Bay area and fish from shore at night. Yeah. And uh, he's been, he told me uh, just last week, he's been doing really well on, on, on quality walleyes, not monsters, but, you yeah. know, three to four pound walleyes fishing from shore uh, in, in riprap areas with, uh, with bank baits. Where do you fish from shore in the Bay of Green this Bay? This is actually in the Sturgeon Bay Channel. The shipping oh, channel okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah, there's a lot of piers in there. Right. Matter of fact, uh, right where you uh, launch boats in the Sturgeon Bay Shipping Channel, there's big long piers there. Yep. yep. Yeah. So he could he could might be fishing from there. Wow. How about that? You know, and, and the other thing is there's a um, there's a young guide up in the Sawyer County area. His name is Tom Boley, and he uh, he's been he's got a YouTube channel and and he's been putting up a lot of videos uh, in this last year, and they're extremely informative ones. They're not just reeling in fish and 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 being braggadocious, he's he's it's it's hows and whys. Uh-huh. He has been on walleyes like crazy during the day in shallow water in in like six to ten feet of water. You know, now a lot of people would have thought, okay, you know, we're getting into that cold water period. We're in the in the forty degree temperature that these fish would be out in you know deeper eighteen, twenty, thirty feet of water. But these walleyes are up in 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 shallow water, you know, eight, ten, twelve feet of water, and he's just cranking them uh primarily using uh soft plastics wow well let me ask you ron uh you're familiar with the temperature on pewaukee lake you talked to a number of anglers out there right what's the water temperature out there it's about 44 degrees about 44 eh okay yeah it you know you can get huge temperature swings based upon wind and uh, or lack of wind and sun or lack of sun but right uh, you know it it's averaging out right around in that low 40 degree range mid to low 40s you know what I'll never forget um two years back John Gillespie was doing a show and it was like this time of year it was in November water temperature was in the you know around what it is now 43 44 degrees and he was on Bass's Bay on Big Muskego, and he was with this young fella, and they were throwing rattle traps. Right. I mean, reeling them kind of. Do you remember that show? Yep. Yeah, and they were cranking these rattle traps over the tops of the weeds, and they were slamming bass. Now that's everything against what we've read, right about fall fishing for bass. That, well, I guess what was written years back uh, doesn't <laughs> hold water anymore. Yeah, I mean, because we've always heard you got to slow down, you know, jig and pig, stuff like that. It works best, slow baits, you know. And here he's ripping rattle traps over the tops of weeds and just slamming the heck out of bass. Right. I, I wish he'd do a show, show like that again, you know, <laughs> see if it was still if it still works. So. I but bet that, it does still work. Yeah, that was just amazing to me, just amazing. I cuz you you never you never would have I never would have thought of doing that in 100 years never would have thought of that never ever right oh so, cuz I've done my share of fall bass fishing and it's usually fall bass fishing is not that great usually you know so you you talk about 
not ever doing something. Um, this is, I'm going to guess it was probably back around 2009, 2010 when I had first started at Smokey's. And we had a customer, he was a young guy, uh, in his 20s. And he was out on Pewaukee Lake, and he showed me the picture, verified, legitimate fish. He was out there, and it was on December the 4th, uh, around 2009, 2010. Yeah. And he caught a 53-inch muskie on Pewaukee Lake throwing a bucktail. Wow. And, well, no, and who, you know, who throws December, no, we were, I, It's hard to remember how the fall was, but I'm sure the water temperature was 40 or under. Yeah. And uh, there there was a fish, and I even told him, I said, well, I, I would have never caught that fish because I would have never thrown a bucktail. Right. December, and in the dark. It was It was at night. Really? Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll email you the picture. It was an incredible fish. Very nice fish. He must have been dressed very warmly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he had a sweetie in the bowl with him too. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, listen, we got to go to a break now. But coming up after the break is the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub, right on Pewaukee Lake. And they got, I mean, they got a lot of great food, a lot, lot of great drinks, a lot of nice people there. You know, it's a nice place to go to. And if you want to win a $10 gift certificate, you just got to either tie or beat us three here on the show. So uh, all you got to do is call us at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250 to be the contestant. So call now, and we'll talk to you in just a few minutes right here on Sports Radio 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back, Wisconsin. You're listening to Sports Radio 1250 AM, The Fan. And now it is time for the football picking contest. Uh, who do you got? Uh, do you got? We got a contestant there, Sam. Yes, we do. Today we got Bill in Pewaukee. All right. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good. Let's find out from Sam what the point spread is for this game. Believe it or not, as of now, the Colts are favored by a point and a half. So it's, oh, really? Yeah, it's almost that? a pick 'em at this point. Huh. Point and a half they're favored by. Well, Bill, what do you think? I got. I got to take the, the Colts. You're going to take the Colts. Okay. Yep. Ron, who do you like? Well, I'm I'm pulling for the Packers, but I'm going to have to take the Colts. Well, Sam, what about you? I'm going to go with the Packers. I know Indianapolis has got a really good defense, but I think they still pull it out. I'm I'm a homer. I'll go with the Packers. So, so it looks, it looks like, like we got like a winner. Ten gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub already. <laughs> that sounds good. You're at least tying us. So, well, I hope you use it in good health. Oh, absolutely. Thanks a lot. All right. Have now, you been on the line? Uh, we got to get your address, okay? All right. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Uh, Ron, I got something to bring up to you. Oh. Uh, you know, on Great Lakes, you know, every year the DNR stocks uh, a lot of fish into the Great Lakes. Correct. And uh, even though, um, you know, with this COVID-19 work restrictions, they are still getting out what they're going to put in the lake this year. They're still working hard to do this. They're going to be putting in, okay, I'm going to go through this list. 50,000 brook trout, 450,000 brown trout, 1.2 million Chinook salmon, 500,000 coho salmon, 460,000 steelhead, 100,000 rainbow trout, 
and 350,000 lake trout. That's a well, lot some of Some pretty big numbers. Are, are those consistent with other years? I would imagine. Okay. I, I really don't know, but the, here's the thing, uh, though. But I have a question about this. They say they're stocking, where is it? Uh, oh, here, 460,000 steelhead and 100,000 rainbow. Now, I always was told that a steelhead was a Lake Michigan rainbow. And then the rainbows inland were called rainbows, you know, trout. Yeah, steelhead uh, steel are Lake basically were called steel uh, rainbows that are in, as, as I understand it, steelhead that are in the rivers in the fall. Those are, are typically, people refer to them as steelhead, but they are rainbows. Yeah. Uh, but there is, uh, I can't think of the name, it's Scamanian steelhead. Yeah, there are different a little types. Bit there's, different there's, of a... Uh, Gamagachus, Gamania, or whatever. They're, yeah. I can't even pronounce yeah. the damn names of them. Yeah, there's several different brands, yeah. That, uh, so that that could be where they're differentiating between that, uh, steelhead yeah, and that, that could be, be a, yeah. a strain. But, but, you know, I'll tell you, Ron, that is, man, that's a lot of fish, you know? Well, there's a lot of water out there, Tom. Yeah, there is. And then they're also stocking uh, Lake Superior. With uh, 175,000 brown trout, 80,000 lake trout, and 60,000 splake. Okay. So, you know, they're putting a lot of fish in there. I guess what they don't have men, they don't have salmon up there in, on Lake Superior. There's cohos up there. Yeah, no king. I don't believe there's any kings up there, but no. there are cohos. I'm surprised they're not stocking those up there too. Well, they're 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 wild. Uh, one of my buddies goes up uh, every fall. He goes up to the Key uh, Kiwani Peninsula, way way up on the top of Upper Michigan. Yeah. And uh, they they go up there and they catch steelhead, but they also catch um, um, cohos, and they are native cohos, and they don't get as big as they are down here. They're you know a nice one is a three pounder, uh, and they, they those are natural fish. They're they're not. Uh, not planted, uh, the strain has not been uh, uh, bastardized, so to speak. Yeah. You know, speaking of the of uh, the n- northern Michigan, that should still be Wisconsin. We should just take that over. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm serious. We we just cut it. What is that, over by Mackinac Island? Or what? what what is that area where they got the little straits? Hey, Tommy. There's... What? We got a good friend, uh, Toki, on the line for oh, you. Oh, good. Good. Thank you for interrupting me there. I was going to get stupid for a while. Good Mackinac, morning, Toki. The, the Mackinac Straits, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I was just saying how we should take over the UP. Well, let's go up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take it away from Michigan. They don't, uh, they don't, they don't deserve it. So, so Toki, uh, at Smokey's on the Bay, uh, tell us, uh, how's everything going up there fishing-wise for all the different species? Well, it, uh, the walleyes have really, really taken off. Yeah. Okay, so they're coming in the river system. They're following the gizzard chat end, and uh, they're catching some big fish right now. Some really nice fish. And what's really uh, nice too, like in the past years for muskies, muskies have been um, they haven't really been in the river system as much as they are this year. And I think because what happened now, they're done with the dredging that the muskies are starting to come back into the river system a lot more than they were before in the past, and okay. people have an op- a better opportunity to catch them. Wow. And yeah. is the smallmouth fishing dying down a little bit on the bay? Well, there's, they're, they're catching some smallies. You know, guys are using sucker minnows and stuff like that up by Door County, but um, 
the most part, there's uh, a lot of people are catching the walleyes right now. Right. Are there yeah. guys trolling at night too? Well, they're 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 trolling at night, and um, I'm telling you, like hair jigs and blade baits have been working really, really well. Really, and, uh, but like you know, like the zip lure kind of lure like that yeah. in the past yeah. that was always a a stable lure, and and that's coming back, and people are using it, and they're catching a lot of fish. Isn't it funny, Toki, how how things that go around come around? You know, it might have been good years ago, then all of a sudden some new comes. People are doing something else. All of a sudden, the old lures they come back again. Yeah, the old standby, you know, like, like that zip lure, that works so good with that vibration and stuff. Sure. And that's what those those fish feel at, and they they attack it, and uh, and it, it went away for a while, and, and now it's back. Well, I have the whole inventory of zip lures. You do. Okay. I have every, every they, the company went went out of business, and I used to be the rep and uh, uh, appreciation. They they gave me the company. Oh wow. Yeah, and so, so, so you're, start, you're you're good with them. All right. Well, well, yeah, I I have more than more than I can handle. <laughs> yes, sir. You need to sell a few of those babies. Well, well the twenty twenty one, they're going to come back on the market, so it's going to yeah. be pretty good. And you know, the, now there's other companies that make blade baits, but the Ziplers they had a lot of really cool colors. Yeah, they had colors, and uh, and what what we're gonna do? We're gonna custom paint it. I got a a guy called R.J. Lures up on Houghton Hancock. Uh, he's a really good painter, and he's gonna start painting. I'm gonna have like 15 different custom colors. Okay. And uh, we're we're gonna target the Bay Area for the for the first batch. Now these guys fishing muskies in the river are they trolling mm-hmm. for them or are they casting? Yeah, and uh, I want to hear a good story. Uh, the biggest fish of the year so far that I heard was casting up by Fort Howard. Uh, the okay. guy got a 50, 57 and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's all over on the, on Facebook and stuff like that. Um, uh, 57 and a half casting. That's and, a and, monster. And guess what he got it on? Uh, a a Toki special. <laughs> no, no, just a, a regular uh, perfect 10 walleye lure. Jesus. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he was targeting muskies. But yeah. see, those, those muskies on, on that west shore of the Fox River by uh, Fort Howard there, there's a warm water discharge. Yeah. And so that attracts the bait fish, and then that, in turn, that takes the predators go in there to feed. I'm very familiar with that. I think I've yeah. caught every fish that lives in that river by that Fort Howard uh, power plant, you know, yeah, where they got the warm water discharge. Yeah, it's amazing. And then, you know, from like that Jimmy C's restaurant, that big, uh, tall, old railroad bridge, you remember that yep. big, uh, made out of stone and stuff yep. like that? From there all the way to the pier, we, we call that the 172 flats because the big the ships can't go in there, the big commercial ships, because they don't dredge it. But so right. it's, it's a nice big flat. and. And you can troll that flat all over the place, and that's really good for muskies and for walleyes. Now, yeah, and they don't they don't do uh, the the shipping through there anymore because they closed that lock over by De Pere, right? No, no, that lock is it's open. It is. But there's the yeah, but there but there's no uh, there's no big uh, uh, industry ports like coal ports and stuff right. like that that far down river, so there was no need to dredge that part of the river. Right, that's what yes. I thought. Yeah, there was no yes. need for it. Yeah, so all the commercial uh, dredging goes from, you know, from right here from the mouth to, like, uh, that great big railroad bridge right before you get to the 172 flats. Right, right. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Well, listen, well, thank you for taking a few minutes with us, Toki. We well, appreciate it. Well, well, no problem. You guys got to get up here. Pretty soon ice. I yeah, hope. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, you I know what? I, I, I just dread thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a lot. And if people want to get in touch with you, get any information, all they got to do is just Google Smokies on the Bay, right? Yep, Smokies on the Bay. And uh, we're right up here in Green Bay. And I'm happy to answer and put you on some fish. No problem whatsoever. All right. Thanks. You have a great weekend. Okay, you guys right. take care. Thanks for calling again, okay? All righty. Bye-bye now. All right, buddies. Bye-bye. Okay, that was uh, Jeff Tilke, or what? What's his last year, his last name, Ron? Tilkins. Tilkin. That's a Jeff Tilkin. But everybody yeah. calls I was, him I was going to ask him uh, uh, that, you know, this year, as I understand it, for the first time, the muskie season is uh, north of Highway 10 is extended till December 31st, but you cannot fish on the ice for the muskies in, uh, in that zone. And I was just wondering if uh, if he anticipated a lot of guys still doing it up there in the bay, or or if they're going to call it quits. Oh yeah, well you should have jumped in there with that. I, I tried to, but apparently I can't. Oh, pop I didn't over hear you. you. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. No, so no, that's you, fine. It's just uh, this is this uh, telephone stuff is new. I know. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to tell me to shut up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't know if you were going to ask questions or not. But anyway, but I do know one thing: we got to take a break. So uh, we got a couple minutes of a break coming up. So uh, everybody, stay tuned. And uh, when we come back, hey, when was the last time you pickled fish, Ron? Oh, it's got to be twenty years ago, at least. I got a really, you know, I, I got to tell you, I found a really easy pickling recipe that I got to go out and get some fish and try it on. Okay. Uh, I'll come when we come back. I'll tell you. It's really, really easy. Okay. 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 We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned for more of the Cutting Edge Outdoors right here on Sports Radio 1250 AM, The Fan. Wisconsin, you're listening to 1250 AM, The Fan. So we got Paul Mahalik on the line now. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. We appreciate it. Hey, so morning, how Paul. is What's your uh, fall musky season going? Uh, it's been doing pretty good. You know, you, it's uh, it, some days, you know, you'll get two, three fish in the boat, and, you know, the next day uh, you won't get one. But, you know, uh, you don't get them every day. You know, it's it's been pretty consistent, though, you know, but the feeding windows, you know, are, are so small this time of year. Uh, uh, you just got to be uh, in the right spot at the right time. What's some of the biggest ones you've caught this fall? Oh, the biggest was uh, a 47 so far. Oh, that's a dandy. That's a nice yeah. fish. Do you see a lot of other boats out there on Pewaukee Lake while you're doing that? Uh, uh, it's starting to thin out now. You know, now with deer season today, there won't, there'll be a few guys out, but not a whole lot. And, uh, you know, through the last you know, month, month and a half talking to a lot of guys, you know, they've been, you know, it, it, it's tough fishing in the fall, especially later in the fall. And everybody's got that vision of a 30 pounder in their head, which is definitely possible, but, uh, yeah. you got, it, it takes a lot of, a, a lot of time and uh, effort to get those special fish, you know, and, uh, it, it just doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Ron Heidenreich is with me this morning. Hey, Paul. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Hey, upright and breathing. There you go. Hey, Paul, let me ask you, you know, pretty soon we're going to be getting into ice fishing, and we know you do a lot of ice fishing. 
why is it, I've always wondered this, in the late fall like this, shallow water, back in bays and whatever, there's not a darn thing, not a minnow, not nothing. But yet, <coughs> as soon as ice comes on, there's fish there. What, what, yeah, I, always, I, I was just talking to a, <clears throat> a buddy of mine this week about that because I know the area that he fished, you know, a week and a half ago, there's fish in there, but why, you know, it's not like they go in there magically as soon as the ice is in. I think there's fish in there, but I think they're just so uh, lethargic at times. Uh, they they just don't bite because I, I know uh, some of these bays, especially up in Madison, uh, they just don't go in there all of a sudden when the ice comes on. Yeah, you know, it, I, And I know crazy. there's a lot of movement. You know, I used to fish Delavan this time of year a lot, and, and some of the best fish I caught was in the deepest basin in, in the lake, you know, fishing 50, 52 feet right on the bottom. Yeah, I know. I, I was telling people last fish. week about finding crappies. You know, this time of the year, you, you, you go deep, you know. You go deep. You oh, yeah, use exactly. your locator to look for them. Right. Yeah. And you know yeah, where, you caught, where you caught them in the spring, early summer, they're not there now. No, no, I know. They have moved out. But, but you know, it's funny. It's like the crappies are deep, the majority of them, okay? But then after, you know, after the ice has been on a while, all of a sudden you can catch crappies in shallow water, you know, catch some. Or in, in you know, it doesn't have to be really deep water, really shallow. Let's say 8 to 10 feet. But why is it, too, that crappies like to tend to be right under the ice a lot? You ever notice that? Yeah, they're uh, they're generally, you know, up a little bit. But I've been finding, too, uh, I know we were fishing some deeper water last year for crappies, and uh, they were regurgitating the, the bloodworms off the bottom, so I knew they were bottom feeding. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I mentioned last week, too, is that they're mainly feeding on a lot of bloodworms. And, that, oh, yeah. and I so think that that's where those little... That's where those little plastics come in. Oh, you know, put that, that little red plastic on looks just like a bloodworm. Right. Yeah. So, so what, what's Paul, your favorite Paul, bait just to an use FYI, fishing? We're supposed to get another load of suckers in on Monday. I'm not sure if they're coming or not, but we're supposed to get another load of bait in for you. Oh, that sounds it sounds good. I I, I know uh, uh, the t- time is dwindling down now. Well, they weren't going to deliver anything this coming week because half of their employees are deer hunters and, and the Thanksgiving weekend. But uh, we we phoned in yesterday and they said they were going to bring some Monday, so uh, we'll have we'll have some more. Oh, I appreciate that. Hey, yep. Paul, how many suckers do you go through in a season? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was in the other day. I picked up twenty of them, and uh, and you know I, they uh, they go some the, the I, 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 the worst day for suckers on one time that was last year. I went through nineteen suckers in a day. In one day? In one day, they were killing. They were ripping, and we we had we had seven fish that day. But we went through nineteen suckers uh, to do that, and then you know that was a, an exceptional day too. They, uh, you know, get to, to get seven in the boat, you know, is uh, that's, <laughs> it, that's it, amazing. It, it, yeah, it is, and, and that's the best. But, uh, you know, even like last Saturday we were out, and I told my daughter, I said, it's going to probably be pretty tough until we get into that, you know, the moonset or the sunset type period. You know, these solar events are so big this time of year. And uh, 
we did, we all of a sudden we got rain and we had a little wind and uh, we had nine rips that day. So it was it was uh, you know it, it was and, and you know she lost two real nice ones last Saturday too. She had she got uh, out of what she had hooked up. She was two for four. But uh, yeah, there's days and there's days you'll go out there and you you. I've only had three days all year where we haven't had a rip, you know, a chance to get a, a fish. But they usually always get a, a, a chance or two or sometimes three or four, depending on the day. Wow. So, you know, Paul, you would have won the tournament last Saturday again. <laughs> how many? <laughs> there how many four fish caught. Was... The biggest was 39 and three-quarter. Yeah. yeah. So the two you caught would have been more inches. You would have won again. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and I and I always fish with the you know my kids on the weekend, so it's uh, you know I I was gonna have three in the boat and I ended up only having two, so I could have probably have done that with my daughter. But right, uh, right, that's 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 fishing. Next year, yeah, maybe maybe next year. You you never know. Right. Well, Paul, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. I do appreciate it. You going no out problem. this weekend? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm leaving here in about an hour. All right. Well, good luck to you, my friend. Okay, you guys take care of yourselves, huh? Thanks. Thanks you too. Bye now. Goodbye. So, Ron, you were saying that uh, you're getting a load of suckers in not this week, but next week? On Monday. Or Two Monday. Days from now. Okay. And we guys... were not going to deliver it all this week, and we called... Uh, uh, actually, Rick called the sh- called them up yesterday afternoon, and they said they were going to bring uh, bring another hundred. So uh, hopefully, we get them. Now, so we, you know, we are winding down now. We're probably right. only going to be open another two weeks, and then we close for the winter. Right. Um, now, you, you, I mean, if somebody, you still have boats for rent, right? No, no, we. Oh. Uh, you know, they drew the lake. They they draw the lake down in the fall for okay. Oh, uh, ice yeah, damage. So to, okay, pull and them out. And we can't yeah. even push up. You know, it would take a Herculean, uh, uh, you know, effort to get those boats out. So we tipped them over about a month ago already. Oh, that you know, I keep forgetting about that damn drawdown. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. You know, so I wonder if guys are catching any. Nice walleyes while they're musky fishing. Well, there there is a good walleye bite going on. Again, I was talking about a shallow water bite. Well, uh, uh, a friend of mine uh, was out um, about a week and a half ago casting. Um, I believe he was, he was throwing husky jerks around in the dark. And uh, that night, they didn't catch any walleyes, but he caught a 50-inch musky on a husky jerk in the dark. No kidding. Fishing for walleyes, yeah. Probably I saw a picture what, of it. It's legit. On test line or something? Pardon? What, what pound test line? Oh, I would imagine eight or ten pound. Wow, unreal. Yeah. Just think of that fight for that took him a while. Yeah, and then you know the fellow that caught the fish, he he's a legit musky fisherman, and but they were fishing for walleyes, and, yeah. and uh, he caught this musky. It was a dandy. Wow. Well, we got to take our last break of the day, and I said I was going to do that pickled fish. Recipe. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll do that when we come back from the break. All right. Hey, hey, Tom. I got one thing. Uh, somebody yeah. called in and wanted to know the name of those uh, that YouTube uh, guy guide up in Sawyer County. His name oh, is yeah. Tom Bowley. B O L E Y. Tom. Really, really good YouTube videos he puts you up. Said his very information. Did you say his first name was Tom? Tom Bowley. B O L E Y. Tom. Okay, so that's what you got to look. At. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna write that down myself here. Yeah. And that's all you got to do on YouTube is look for that. B-O-W. B-O-L-E-Y. 
Oh, E-Y. B-O-L-E-Y. Got it. I, I think you know, there's probably uh, close to 100 videos up there, and, and they're they're very, very good. All right. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Well, we got to take that last break of the day. Uh, stay tuned, folks, for more. we got one more round to go with Ron Heidenreich and myself, Tom Neubauer. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Radio 1250 AM, The Fan, and this will be our final segment. Unfortunately, we have to go pretty soon. Yeah, and before I get to that pickled fish recipe, we got uh, our Boulder Junction connection on the line, Dennis Royce. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? Good. We're great. How's, it, how's it up there in uh, Boulder Junction? A little chilly? It's a little chilly, but I tell you what, I, I, the snow that we had is gone, and uh, we still have some of our lakes that are open, and I am going to be going fishing as soon as I get done with this phone call to you because it's uh, dead flat common. has been so doggone windy, and I know uh, this time of the year it's fun to try to go after the walleye, so that's what I'm going to try this morning. All right. Who are you going with? I'm going by myself. My, part- yeah. my fishing partner is not up to it this morning. And uh, I said, well, that's fine. As long as it's calm like this, I can fish by myself. So that's not hey, a problem. But, hey, but, Dennis, uh, does, yes. Dennis, does your wife ever go fishing with you? I asked her that. I wanted her to go. And she <laughs> says, if you take me out and it's, I got a book and a glass of wine and this dead flat common is about 70 degrees. So I said, well, you could go too often, and I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not 70 degrees by you today, that's for sure. That's for sure. It's probably about, oh, I'm going to say somewhere about 28, 29. Yeah. The, I can get into the deep water lakes, and right now the fish are in about 35 feet of water, 30 to 35 feet. And uh, uh, a buddy of mine was out the other day, and he says, you got to get out there. He says, We're, I'm catching them like catching bluegills right now. And I says, oh, that's yeah. fun. So it's just it's just fun to get out one more time. So. And now you you got a, you have a 15 or 18-inch size limit there. Uh, and the lake that I'm going to today is a 15-inch size limit. Some of the lakes I go to, that's 18, but uh, today I'm going to go to a 15-inch lake, and it's uh, a deeper lake, and it's uh, an area that I've done well with this time of the year. And, uh, a- and I musky actually, I'm sure there's going to be some musky fishermen out there because that's been fantastic the last couple of days, yeah. a couple of weeks, I mean. But uh, there, the, the wind has been blowing up here like it has down by you, and, and uh, we've had some real windy weather, and, with being this calm, you want to take advantage of the weather if you can. So when do you think ice is going to blow in? Well, some of the lakes froze over already, and when you had this little warm stretch, a lot of them opened up, but the small pothole lakes do have ice on them, but I wouldn't advise walking on it yet. It's it's uh, not safe enough yet. We have not had real cold weather. We had a cold snap about two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. things froze up, and then they opened back up again. So you got to going to get some cold weather coming up here, and it doesn't look like we're going to get it now for a couple more weeks yet. So winter will be delayed for a while. Yeah, so ice fishing won't happen till uh, maybe Christmas. Who knows? Yeah, it depends on the weather, Tom. But, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's for sure. So it changes quick up here, though. We're close to Michigan, and, you know, there's a big difference in temperatures. Well, maybe someday we'll take over Michigan, and, and it'll just be all one, all part of Wisconsin. That's for sure. It could have been done years ago. All right. Well, Dennis, thanks for calling. We appreciate that update. 
We'll talk to you guys later and have a nice Thanksgiving. All right, you too. And uh, that's right. we got to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, Ron. Right. So happy here you go with this Don't appetizer. Don't eat too much turkey. Now, this is uh, brought to you by Suzette Curtis. Now, I've got some fish in the freezer, and this is one of the things I want to try this week. Okay, you take three cups of fish cut into small chunks, a quarter cup of sugar, one large onion sliced, three tablespoons of salt, two teaspoons of pickling spices, and then white wine vinegar to cover everything. Place all the ingredients in a large non-metal crock, cover, and refrigerate for at least one week before serving. That's pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, I remember how we used to do it. You know, you'd have to cover them, take them out, drain them, cover them again. You know, there was several different steps. This is all one step, you know. Right. So yeah, I remember when I used to do some fish, it, it was like a two weeks at room temperature, and then an, or a week at room temperature, and then another two weeks in the refrigerator, and then it was a three-week process. Yeah. So this is only one week, and it's uh, I'll, I'll throw it into a, well, you've got to put it into a non-metal crock or a plastic uh, or, or uh, uh, glass or something like that, you know. Sure. Just can't use metal. Okay. And you throw it all in there, and a week later you should have it. Now, now I don't know if this is one that knocks down the bones like in Northern Pike. Right. Because uh, the old way we used to do it, yeah, that would disintegrate the bones. I don't know if this one does that or not. Right. But the fish I have are fillets, so uh, they won't have any bones in them anyway. But I'm going to try it. I'm definitely right. going to try it. Say, Tom, I had we had a caller uh, call in. He wanted some information from me. Uh, the the person was asking, "What are my favorite topwater lures for musky fishing?" Oh yeah. And I would have to say, in the in the manufactured line, the stuff that's readily available, I really like the Lee lures, L E E lures, water chopper. Um, okay. It's a it's a tail rotating bait, uh, similar to a top raider and. Uh, uh, the oh, fat bastards and stuff called. like that, but I, I really like the Lee Lures water chopper okay. uh, on a bait that's not uh, readily available. I really like a, a creeper and a globe and a flop tail, uh, all yeah. of which uh, I have made globes and my fishing partner makes creepers and flap tails, and uh, we've caught a lot of big fish on on those lures, those those four lures, and a hog wobbler is, is also another one that you can buy. Uh, as a manufactured lure, and as far as uh, now, it, it is getting late in the season, but the hog wobbler type lure, which is a it's a top water bait that that just wobbles on the surface, that is probably uh, the lure that works the earliest in the season and the latest in the season. It's the best cold, it's the most effective uh, top water bait in cold water. You know, uh, the bass fishing industry is is making lures in a small, they're making musky lures in a smaller size and calling them different names. You've, you've seen the Whopper Plopper, right? That's, that's it's basically, it's uh, like the Lee Lures Water Chopper and exactly, the Top Raider. Yeah, just and the over one. the years, there's been a lot of lures that, that are made like that. Right. It just depends on the quality of them. And, uh, but it's, and there was another one, I can't think of what it was, but there was another one being made that was a musky lure that they downsized for bass fishing. 
Well, one of, one of the uh, surface baits in the bass world is, is um, a walk-the-dog type bait. There's, you know, a ton oh, yeah. of manufacturers, but there are, there's zigzag surface baits. Right. And we, there's been zigzag type surface baits in musky world for probably the last 25, maybe 30 years. So, exactly. you know, fish are fish. Yeah. Well, Ron, we're getting close to the end here, and I want to thank you for taking the time to be in on the today. Uh, you know, Bushy says he'll be back next week, but who knows? He might find a girl up there and stay. You know, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that either. But anyway, Ron, thanks again. We do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to everybody next week, of course. And uh, But that's all I got. How about you, Ron? I got nothing. To all, right. all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. For Ron Heidenreich, I'm Tom Neubauer. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.